It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts, we are live from Dynasty HQ in Pilsen. My name is Haima Black. I am the host and founder of Dynasty Podcasts. Uh, if you're new here, we launched in 2005. We've been going ever since. Um, I am live here tonight with some really exciting guests. I have Fallon Huang and Seamus McGillan starting off our evening um, interview, or, or like, you know, photographers and cultural curators and artists. And you guys do a lot of really exciting work. Thank you both for coming up here tonight. Yeah, yeah totally. Thank you so much for Thank having you. us. Absolutely. We usually start at the beginning, and we usually get like an origin story. And the thing is, Seamus, you actually have been on this podcast. We actually talked about your origin. We'll relink to that episode uh, when we put this online. But you know, you know, people, we when you and I met. Well, we should say this: you were in a <coughs> class of mine at Columbia College. But wow, now like maybe three or four years ago. Yeah, that, like three years ago, maybe. Wow, that's, that's wild. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were somebody who really stood out in my classes. You you've had a very creative journey and you, your work was very visible. Uh, the way that this class worked was that it was a lot about students showing their portfolios. Mm-hmm. So you were somebody who stood out in the class. I saw your portfolio and I was like, wow, this guy is really talented, Thank like you. very, you know, visibly doing innovative things. So you and I did an interview. You talked about growing up in Iowa, you know, uh, trying some things in New York and going back and forth. And, and so do you want to like kind of recap the origin and then we're going to dive into Fallon's beginnings as well. Yeah. So my name, oh, yes. <laughs> so um, my name is Seamus McGillan and my stage name is Monarchs. Yes. Yep. You should note that. Yep. So um, basically I'm just like a multimedia visual artist. Um, my background and my expertise is in fashion photography. And so, um, yeah, born and raised in Iowa, moved to Chicago and I've just been kind of like trying to hustle between, you know, Chicago, New York, and trying to get like an international market with my with my artwork. I want to be like an art director and everything. So, and and people, if they looked at your work, one of the things they would notice right away is that you have a very distinct visual style. You do a lot of. Um, I don't want to use the wrong word because I was going to yeah. say dress up, but I was like, oh yeah, no, what no, if that's insulting? No, it's not at all. It's honestly like it's. I kind of just look at it as like it is dress up. That's kind of like, it's like what costume work. It's like you, yeah. you do these looks that are so like club kid yeah that, and that's how it started it's like it was just me playing dress up honestly with my mom's Mary, Mary Kay makeup probably back when I was a kid right on and now it's and now it's just a, a little bit a little bit more polished than that and so yeah it's like these self portraits I feel is like what they all come down to and it's just like this digital piece I like to create that way yeah, and it's really interesting, innovative work for sure. Thank you. Um, but Fallon, you are a first timer on the podcast, and yep. you know, I was I, we were talking about before the mic were, was on, and um, and I was telling you that, like I was aware of your work, I'd seen your name around, but what planted the seed to bring you on right now when I was currently looking for the next wave of guests is that I saw you did these great, really visually striking photos for Austin Vesley, great guy, friend of the podcast. And, and so that's where I saw your work, but bring us into who you are and what you do. Like we always start at the beginning, like how did you get your start as a creative? I got started watching my father, actually. He was a painter growing up. Um, and as a kid, I just watched him paint and draw. So he definitely encouraged me to be an artist. And then I decided to enroll at SAIC, yeah. in Chicago, um, and decided that I wanted to do photography. And I've always had this love for, you know, makeup and fashion and all of that. So it kind of just dove right in. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So was it at SAIC that you first picked up a camera, or had you experimented with that before? Um, I remember once as a kid, it was like it was like a Thanksgiving, you know, like Asian Thanksgiving, and we had like this huge potluck with like all our Asian friends with my family, and um, my dad gave me this like tiny little like Pentax digital point and shoot camera, okay. and I would just like take pictures of everyone. I was like ten years old, um, and I would just take pictures of everybody and I loved it. I loved just like having this memory. Yeah, it's this great way to preserve it. And I mean, now we preserve everything. We're like, this Snickers wrapper is kind of weird. You know, like, like we're preserving things we don't maybe (laughs) need to preserve, but like, but at the same time, every once in a while you capture something in. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the same for you. I've definitely been in a moment and every once in a while I'll be in a moment. I'm like, oh my God, this is one of those moments. Mm -hmm. And I'll take a photo and I'm like, I'm going to look back on this a year ago from now and be like, wow, that was an actual, like, meaningful exchange or instance, you know? It was just so fun. And, you know, just being able to be stupid with people and have fun. And as you're a kid, you don't think about things too much. You're just like, let me just, like, take up. You're not like, well, actually, you guys, my brand is, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember this, um, one of my parents' friends was like, do you want to be a photographer when you grow up? And I was like, I don't know, I just like doing this. This is so fun. Which is a really good starting point for figuring out what you actually want to do, of course. Yeah. It's just like, what was the thing you like doing that's fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're at SAIC, you start picking up a camera. When did it become clear that that was something that you really had a knack and talent for? Um, well, I developed that um, interest when I started as a painter in high mm-hmm. school. Um, and I painted very photographically. I would photograph images that I wanted to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Later, I was like, "What? Well, maybe, maybe it's a lazy thing." When I got into high school or college, I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe I'll do photography. It's a lot easier than painting." Right. Let's just skip. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't got to do all the like the paint mixing and like the shading and all of that. Um, so I started doing that in in college, and I couldn't find you know makeup artists that I liked working with or trusted. So I, with a painting background. I started doing makeup as well. It's that mother of invention thing. You're like, well, if no one else is going to do this, fine. I'll step up and become that person that I need. And also, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until maybe senior year of high school. Really? Was that a family? Yeah. My my parents were just like, you don't need makeup. Focus on books. (laughs) So, So it was a little bit traditional. Exactly. Yeah. And so, of course, as a kid, you rebel. And you just, yeah. let me try to, like, fuck with this. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to college, were you suddenly like, oh, my gosh, I could wear lipstick all over I my face if I wanted to. Right. Wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty of college. You get yeah. there. I remember, I mean, this is very stupid, but I remember being a freshman in high school, or a freshman in college at Columbia College in 2001. Oh, my God. Wow. But, like, being able to show up to class in a beanie, I was like, I can wear a beanie in class. This is worth the price of tuition. You yeah. know? Like, Amazing. But it was just such a like, oh, we can have our cell phone. Like, you know, all these things that were imposed in high school suddenly are lifted. And then you're like, oh, wait, shit. I also have to be an adult. Fuck. And I need, I need get, got to get good grades. Yeah, I got to get all those things. Yeah. So, so you're time. at SAIC. You're, you're learning to become a photographer. When does it go from being something that you are passionate about and toying with in college to suddenly becoming like, you have a portfolio, you have a professional presence. People are regarding you as a very talented professional individual. I don't know if it was kind of a choice or like a decision, but it kind of manifested itself into that. Because if you have such a passion for it, you know, on a lifespan, it kind of happens for you if you keep working on it. 
Um, and my thing was just, I'm just going to keep doing this, and I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and just see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I reached out to you, Fallon, um, and I sent you an email, and I didn't know that you were collaborating with Seamus, who, like I said, I, I've known previously from class and things. Um, I sent you an email, and you were awesome. You responded right away, which, again, I appreciate. But you yeah. were like, hey, I would love to come on the podcast. Can I bring Seamus, who I collaborate with? And I was like, oh, my God, of course. Um, but I don't even know, because I figured we'd wait until we start on the podcast for this. I don't even know what the two of you do together. So talk about either or both of you, like what your collaboration is and what that means. So um, me and Seamus, I mean, we've known about each other for like four, four years, five yeah, four years. years. Yeah. And, and yeah, Twitter. we've like right. Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> exactly. We like like each other's Instagrams and all that. Yeah. Um, That's and, the sign of true respect right. <laughs> in the digital age. And yeah. we've always like, well, at least I did. I've always respected his artistry as, you know, this Likewise, amazing yeah. costume designer, makeup mm-hmm. fanatic, like everything, and photographer. Um, so um, when it was maybe, how long ago was it? That was probably three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. or three years ago. Yeah. yeah. And like very recently, maybe like a few months, um, I reached out to him and was like, yo, I would, I would love to work with you because I love your work. Yeah. <laughs> and so our first project together was actually like me photographing him, be like, hey, like, would, I, would you be down for me to take your portraits? Mm-hmm. And he was like, hell fucking yeah. Yeah. And so we did it. And we were like, all right. We kind of like always had like this, sync in terms of like mm-hmm. conversation and creative mindset so it kind of just worked out yeah we yeah. were really fast friends that's kind of how it came together I feel like we were just planning this shoot um it was just going to be like a one-time shoot and that was going to be it but as we were hanging out with each other we really realized like wow we really have the, the same goal we kind of come from the same spot I mean like she was sort of just saying like Val does a lot of like this makeup and because she couldn't find someone to do it like, for her or with her and so, so I started doing it on myself and that's yeah, kind of, of course and that's kind of where I was to it um in my in my life and that's why I started doing everything that I do is it's like oh I didn't have the makeup artist I didn't have the stylist so I'm gonna do it all and so I think that I saw that in her too and I was like oh this is someone I could see myself consistently working with yeah. well you know and and I'll say this and it's like not to really dip back to the class we were in shame yeah. it's the self-management entrepreneurship kind of thing but it's like I do I like teaching that class because I believe in those core principles of the yeah, course totally and there really is a lot to be said for like both the tenant of like like you guys are talking about saying like well, there's no one else who's stepping up to do this. I will learn this skill set mm-hmm. so I don't have to wait and rely on people. And at the same time, when you do find somebody who's going to be a really valuable, insightful, you know, um, giving collaborator, recognizing the value of that and being like, oh my gosh, yeah. this person would bring so much to the table. They're not going to be like, oh, we got to go babysit so-and-so who's helping us. It's like finding the value of like good collaborations are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Oh, it really Really is. Yeah, I think this is the I'm first. Like... I think this is like one of the first who like found one of the first people I've collaborated with that's actually just someone that like we can all hold each other accountable. Not that we are like ever in having a problem. No, but, but it's, it's just it's good. Yeah, you know I have a there's a Michael Wing from the group Autograph who you know friend of the podcast and longtime personal friend of mine, and and I've known him like twelve years and he's a you know he's a notable DJ now, but it's like. He and I did projects together for years, and I bring this up because it's like he was so good at certain things, I was so good at certain things, and it was such a... When we did projects, I was never like, oh, is this guy going to show up? Is this yeah. guy going to be on time? Is he going to be sober? There was like none of that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, he's got that thing. I don't have to worry about it. I know it will get done. Yeah. That thing is just... It's so valuable to have that. It is. it is. And the one thing that I love, too, is about you, you know, is that like he's always dedicated to making work. Right. You know, like, 
And that's same and with creating. you. And yeah. creating. You know, we're always thinking about, like, photographs that we can produce and, you know, different looks and Get us model. together. And exactly. we're, we're just, like, <laughs> we're always envisioning, like, an editorial at all times. Like, I love it. We can't go anywhere. We can't go to the beach or we can't go to, like, the, we can't walk by the, like, Lincoln Park Garden, like, Butterfly Garden like, oh, without being, like, ooh, yeah. Like, you're just thinking of, like, right the framing is. Yeah. yeah. Like, which lighting arrangement mm-hmm. you're going to use. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um... You know, and I'm, I'm like, like I was telling us before the mics were on. Like, I'm kind of just winging this because I, I know the background for both of you. But it's like, I'm just really curious because we don't have as many photographers on this podcast. We have a lot of musicians, um, but it's interesting because I'm so interested in the perspective from both of you. So, like, just throwing some out some random questions out here. Like, in this age where everybody has their their iPhone, their smartphone, and you know, phones are pretty decent cameras now. Yeah, they are. Are you guys religiously both just like, you know what, it has to be like a real DSLR, it has to be like a real Canon or an Icon, or is there value that you can get from shooting if you know what you're doing on an iPhone? I mean, we probably yeah. <laughs> let's we, uh, let's go like yeah. yeah like, let's I mean, take our have our hot take. For yeah. me, it's not even about the fact that it's coming from an iPhone or like a film camera or right. a you know a Leica. <laughs> you know, for me, it's just like I don't really connect with like shooting from a yeah. tiny thing. I just. I don't connect with it. You need like the big, heavy. I just like looking through a tiny little thing and sure. like, being able to hold it and like having the lens there, being able to fuck with that. That's what I love, and I can connect with that. But I can't mm. connect with a phone. Yeah. I don't know why. That makes, that's just that, me. No, that makes and sense. That's totally valid. Yeah. Their own, but that's, no. that's just not how. You're I like change their own if you want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not even. No, that. I know. I, know. <laughs> I think that. Um, for my my response would be that I really I love I love the accessibility of a phone. I think that um, it allows people that might not have the resources. It definitely allowed me when I before I had a DSLR to kind of experiment with it. I took my first photos on webcams. They were not good photos, but that's the that's how I started I figuring out how to do fo- photography. I just posed in front of a webcam. I think that's a lo- what a lot of uh, you know like teenagers were doing during yeah. the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. Like they were doing that's they were learning basic coding without realizing mm-hmm. it, and they yeah. were taking like grainy webcam photos for like you know Justin. T- TV or whatever the fuck. That's exactly what I was yeah. doing. Yeah. And so I would say that, um, you know, and I think we both have this like idol. Nick Knight is one of our favorite photographers. And Nick he Knight, does if a lot there. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this, Nick Knight, we love you. And Pat McGrath. Yeah. Um, basically, he has a really open approach to like, you know, the way that phones are like the accessibility of phones and cameras. He has shot a diesel campaign on his iPhone. While also like using like the glitch app to like edit yeah, the image. I will yeah. say this. I mean, it's like you know, clearly my <coughs> medium is audio. I've yeah. done audio work in one form or another for twenty years. But I got an iPhone X recently, and it's like I'm trying to just try some different things because I've done audio for twenty years. And it's like I will say this: I got a couple of moment lenses. I downloaded some really good apps, and I'm not remotely saying it's like better than a film camera or a DSLR, but it's like it's amazing what you can do with the right app and, and a good lens. Yeah. It's like even that will travel really far. But at the same time, I will also say when I see real photographs, like when someone's like, here's my wedding photos, and they hired like a USA Today photographer, I'm like, oh, holy shit, these are actually gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like at the end of the day, you know, everybody can pick up a camera. They can yeah. shoot with it. You know, that's cool. But if you're 
not everybody can be a photographer. Yeah, I'm not saying absolutely. That, like, we no. are. Yeah, no, I know what you, know, you mean. But no, it's it's very much a skill set. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and we're in this interesting time because anyone can kind of do anything. Anyone yeah. can make beats. Anyone can. It's so accessible. Now. You know, yeah, like start a food truck or do like a mini restaurant in their house or become a photographer or become a filmmaker. Yeah. And on the one hand, it's amazing that everything's open to anybody. And on the other hand, it's like, but there's still master skills mm-hmm. and master tools. Yeah. Yeah. I would say to um, like finish up my thought about that stuff is like, one thing that I really love and that I kind of always just like feel like I'm scamming everybody is like when I started Monarchs, I was at a really like weird point in my life where everything in my life in New York kind of fell apart and I was at home and I didn't have the same resources that were available to me in like big cities like Chicago, New York. And so I took photos on my phone on my parents' bedroom floor because it was the best light, best, sure. best natural light in that room. And I literally, and then now those photos, those like those self-portraits that I took, they're like published in magazines and they're in gallery spaces in New York. And that's like, so it was cool to know that, like, without without much, if you just have the vision, you could still create something. If you have life. the drive and the vision and the determination, absolutely. I mean, I have done... Right now, we're doing this podcast on really nice Sure microphones. They're good mics. Shout out Sure, who's been really great to this podcast. But, but these are good quality mics, mm-hmm. right? But I have done this podcast where I'm recording segments on my own. Like, you know, this was, like, in my 20s. Where I was like, on um, and then the cat comes up, which she Hi, does. Hi, baby. Hi. Yeah. She'll hang for a second, yeah. and then she's going to walk towards the camera. Yes, perfect. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely done parts where I was recording my own segments underneath a blanket with a handheld recorder. No joke. Yeah. And it's just like, that's as like low tech as you can get, but it sounded great. No one knows that it's like not the thing. So that's, I think those are all really deep, insightful answers, and, and I think it's all valid. Alternately, for anybody who is like, inspired by what either of you are doing like what would you tell them you know somebody who maybe they're young you know Seamus maybe there's somebody who is in a a place like Iowa Mm -hmm. or like a small town or whatever and they're looking at like just like a lot of what you know you and I have talked about over over, you know the time we've known each other where they're like they're in some small town in Indiana and they see New York they see like Mm -hmm. the fashion week stuff they see those spreads or they see getting your work published in Vogue like you know Valen you have had your work in Vogue which is so incredible thank you but for people who haven't hit that point yet, who are maybe younger, like what should they be doing to kind of like work towards that goal? I think for them, you know, I mean, just relating back to myself, really figure out, you know, what you want to become. You mm-hmm. know, look at that and try to try to chase those things rather than looking at the foresight. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of the times your environment can become very, I guess, high school mentality, um, where people around you are popular at the moment and you think that's the most important, but... I feel like, oh my God, why do these no people have more Instagrams? And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and one it's, cares. Yeah. On, in the big world, no one cares about that. Mm-hmm. So just work your hardest to challenge yourself to be different, but at the same time being true to yourself um, is what I've kind of embraced. Mm-hmm. And it's harder said, or harder said than done, you know, of course. I think the point of differentiation, though, is so important because in an age where, yes, everybody can pick up their phone and be like, well, I'm also a photographer. It's like having something that helps you stand out and is different and unique, whether that's your voice, your perspective, your equipment, whatever it is, your portfolio. It's like having that thing where you're like, well, yeah, anybody can pick up an iPhone, but guess what? Here's the thing I bring to the table. That is so essential. Yeah. 
I would just say that like my biggest advice is to never give up. I honestly, to be like fully, you know, just like disclose everything. Well, not everything, but just I had a really rough, like the past year and a half has been really rough. And I was at a place where, you know, I had burnt out in New York and I was went back to that. I literally went back to Iowa because I had to go back home. I didn't. Yeah. I was, and so when I got back there, I was really that kid again um, where I just was like, OK, I'm back in the square one. I don't have much around me. Like how, like this dream doesn't like this dream was just right in my hands, and now it doesn't seem achievable anymore. But it, but and I almost it, it's like I was ready to, to go to pharmacy school, which isn't a bad thing. But it was just like I, I was at that spot, and then I just really sat with myself, and I was like, okay, you like this? Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so if you can't stop thinking about it, you just have to do it, no matter what, no matter what. And so what I you know I could have. I could. I mean, I did. I, I sat in bed for days just thinking, oh my gosh, everything's out of reach. This is no, there's no point of this. And then I really woke up and I was like, okay, well, if you really care about it, you're going to put some trash on your head. You're going to put a <laughs> lamp on your face and take a photo with your iPhone and you're going to make it work. And, and that's what you have to do. You just have to look, you have to ha- use your imagination to be like, okay, what, how, how could I make this look as professional as possible? Or like, yeah. how can I keep evolving with what I have? And that's really what it, that's what, that's how it worked for me. And I was in that place really recently and it's luckily evolved really fast, but yeah, work with what you have. There will yeah. always be somebody who has more social followers, like a better yeah. sponsorship, more money, more whatever. But it's like, unfortunately, it's just like, well, guess what? Like, keep going anyway. You Some, know? Something I would, lo- yeah, something I really love to tell people too is, you know, I lived in New York City and I was working at a major publication. I was, you know, you go to the club and you run into Mark Jacobs. Like, those are the people that I was just surrounded by at all times. And, and it had been like that for a few years. And then I was like, in Iowa, and when I was there, there's not there's as far as there's a there's create there's like a creative community, but it's nothing like that. Right. And what happened is like, I got published more while I was living in Iowa, just using just like by using what I had available to me. I mean, I was published internationally, and that I got more publication like publishing than I did like in Iowa than I did in New York City, where this is like the hub of everything. Do you so think just, it was because you didn't have to worry so much about just like keeping up with everything that comes with being in New York, and then Maybe when you're in Iowa or even a place like here in Chicago, you can kind of like take some of that stress off of like, oh my gosh, New York rent and things like that. And you can kind of put more of your focus into the work. Yeah, that definitely really helped. Like not having to stress out about that stuff and also just kind of being disconnected from it in the sense that like when you're in those spaces, it's really easy to get caught up in the numbers and yes. the metrics. Those will the metrics will get you if you if you let that consume you. And it, it consumed me for a while. And so and all the personal stuff. And so pulling myself away from that and just being like, I don't have to, I'm in Iowa. Like I don't No one. all these people know me. I don't have to impress anybody. So all I have to do is just continue to be myself and not force myself to be something for somebody else. And that's when you are at your best. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, we're at this kind of like early stages of summer theoretically in Chicago, if it ever (laughs) comes. And, um, you know, and obviously that's a great time to be creative and to be active and to get out and really enjoy the city from so many different perspectives. So what are you guys excited about for the summer, for the rest of the year? Like what kind of projects are on deck or or what's ahead for both of you? We are just like constantly trying to create with each other. Um, (laughs) We, we've been working just endlessly like mood boarding all these different projects. We are going to be working with a couple of different agencies Mm -hmm. um, in Chicago and in New York. And it's just like, 
I don't know. Do you want to talk more about like what yeah. what our plans are? We could talk a little bit about like we've decided to kind of combine our names together yeah. when we're doing our <laughs> duo. Um, so I'm Monarchs, and then some um, of my friends call me Bonsai. Okay. So <laughs> the two of us together is we're Monsai. Monsai. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. It rolls. It, it, it works. We were trying to figure that one out for a minute, and and then that one came to me in a in like a fever dream I was just like okay I love this, it. Is, this is it that's memorable yeah it's yeah. got a little bit of mogwai in it yeah yeah I like it so um, I honestly think that between the two of us we just want to continue to put out editorial work um, I think that we both have a very editorial eye and um, there's a lot of different artists everything is so you know I, I, I don't like to talk about anything without it actually of course of course yeah you don't have to be like well this yeah, thing might there's, happen there's right. like yeah the, you know you could say names and stuff but it's just like the minute you say that it's not going to end up happening so dude I yeah, yeah I, I we're know we're just excited to, yes. yeah. to have found each other yeah and that's really what it, I, we're definitely like the very early, but what was really great with us recently is we did a shoot um, it was our first shoot that wasn't yes. her just like photographing <clears throat> me mm-hmm. and we had met up with um, this model that Fallon knew I literally I was like I found her on Instagram. I was like, yo, girl, you're so beautiful. Her name is Chen. Okay. And I was like, hey, can, can I do some, like, portraits on you? Let, let's, let's fuck it up. And I let's hit fuck up it Mon- up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I hit up Monarchs. Seamus, yeah, and I yeah. was like, hey, like, what are you doing today? He's like, I don't I mean, know. Can I, I, was I was, like, come over. <laughs> I was like sleeping in my friend's hammock, just like, oh, I just don't. And it was, such a, it, was such, it was such a rainy day, and I was like, I don't want to do anything. And I almost was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. Exactly. Come over. And literally, I was like, well, I don't really have a plan, but like, do you want to just come over, bring some makeup, and we'll just like and make some shit happen? Because I wasn't yeah. at my house, I brought the makeup that I used just to like stay at my friend's place. Yeah. And so it's really just like, and that's what, this is what I love about this story is like, it was really just like last minute, I just brought over some random makeup. Up, and then we went into Fallon's closet, and between the two of us, we um, did the makeup and we styled and we photographed, and then um, it, it the shoot so ended fun. up turning out really amazing. And Pat McGrath, like Pat McGrath, the makeup commented artist, commented on it. Yeah, and then <laughs> pretend I'm old and straight and boring, and I don't know who she that is. is. Uh, one of the most legendary makeup artists. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. does like every like she does She's every like, like shaped, Vogue cover. She like shaped McQueen's looks. Okay, and, like, yeah, John right Galliano. Um, so legit. Yeah, okay. yeah, she's like an icon of the industry. She's mama makeup. And so, yeah, she's like an idol of ours. And so to have her recognize that was really amazing. And then I woke up one morning and uh, Condé Nast Publishing hit me up. So they're Mar- like American Vogue. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And so I got a DM from them on my Instagram and they had hit me up and they're like, hey, we really love this photo shoot. We'd love to like do a little feature. Um, on, and so they published it for us. And so our first shoot together as like a duo, <laughs> we just ended up getting published basically like by Condé Nast and Vogue. So it was, uh, was huge. it was a pretty, yeah, it was like really funny how that worked out. And it was just, it was by chance. It was something that I almost was like, ah, oh, I'm really tired. I might just nap all day. <laughs> but, but think of, you know, because, you know, like I said, Seamus, you know, you and I have known each other through class. We follow each other on social media and, and I've seen your posts where like you're frustrated sometimes. And I, yeah. again, I, I yeah, yeah. get it. I I see that with a lot of students, a lot of graduates, where, like, this industry is hard. And it doesn't matter which industry we're talking about. The creative arts are hard. And think about if you had given up or if you had let that frustration win and you didn't get to that Condé Nast publication. Point. Yeah, it's it's really that's it's I cannot like just reiterate it enough to anyone that's just like you know I have friends that are you know 
I feel like when you're in this art world, you feel like some of your friends are here and then they're back here. It's just and like everything's this ebb and easy flow. for them, and you're the only one it's hard yeah. for. Right. And then sometimes they're in the position. It's like you're constantly right. like back and forth. Like it's Mario Kart. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's like in this place, and so it's all about like always reassuring the people that you're around and making sure that they're all you know you all just like remind each other like hey. The like at one point all the greats that we're watching right now they were in the same spot and like we just got to keep continuing to like hold ourselves accountable to keep going that's what it's most that's what's most important absolutely and that's why I'm so happy to have met Fallon is I think that that's kind of where we're gonna be it's I, like having that one person with to and just don't be like, compare yourself with other people yeah as hard big, as that is, big big it's one. poison don't big one. don't do yeah. that it's poison hundred <laughs> percent I agree. I'm really glad that the two of you have found each other. And, you know, just one or two quick questions to kind of close this out here. And this is great. And I will say this. I love bringing people back on the podcast. Clearly, both of you individually and collectively especially have a lot of great insight. So please know that I would love to bring you guys back individually, together, put you on a panel, put you on a workshop. I'd love to. Let's let's do more and let's consider this the beginning of the conversation. Um, But if somebody wants to work with you, if somebody wants to shoot with you, if someone wants to model for you, like, are you looking for more collaborators and how can they reach you or find your work? Yeah, we are. We're We're looking. Always looking. Always open. (laughs) Um, You can always find uh, find me on Instagram. I'm at Monarch. So M-O-N-A-R dot X. Fallon Huang. F-A-L-Y-N-H-U-A-N-G. And we'll be linking you guys <laughs> yeah. with this podcast as well so people can find you. Yeah, and that's a good starting point because all the email and everything is on there in my website. So that's a really good way to kind of see what we both do, get linked up with yeah. us, and then we can go on from there. Yeah, Hi. I love it. Um, this has been great. I'm really glad we got to start this conversation. Uh, and Seamus, I'm glad we got to continue. Yeah, but thank again, you. But definitely for a different chapter. Um, and I genuinely appreciate both of you taking the time to come up here. And again, yeah, I was telling you, Fallon, like before the mic was on, that like, I don't know, man. Some people who are in like that fashion photography world, like they're just so cool. Right. (laughs) And it's like, I like subscribe to like kind of the Wayne's World fashion sense (laughs) of just like, I don't know, black t shirt and black jeans. And it's like, so sometimes when I'm emailing those people, I'm like, this person's too cool. They're not going to reach back out. Like, they're going to look at my Instagram. No, no, no. no. But it's like, I appreciate, um, I think it's easy for me to get musician guests on here, but it's like when I get like fashion and photography people who are really cool and stylish and like, all that kind of stuff. I'm always like, oh my God, how legit. So thank you both for coming up here tonight. I love it. And I'm glad the two of you found each other and are working together. Yes. Thank you so much. Killer. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.